Hi there, Rachel here. If you're listening to this episode in May of 2024, I have some big news. After selling out during the holiday season, my Flex of Gold journal is available for pre-order right now and will be shipping to your home by the end of June. To celebrate, we're running an amazing pre-order sale for Mother's Day. Purchase the journal before May 13th and you'll get $10 off every journal. This is our best price of the year, even better than Black Friday, so it's the perfect time to stock up for gifts for family and friends. This three-year journal helps mothers to notice, savor, and write down the fleeting golden moments that they experience with their children each day. So go to 3in30podcast.com slash flexofgold to reserve your copy, and you'll also see our brand new cover colors, as well as our new cover option, which is a wipeable vegan leather. So again, go to 3in30podcast.com slash flexofgold to pre-order your journal, and from now until Mother's Day 2024, they'll be marked down by $10 each. I can't wait for you to experience the magic of this beautiful gratitude journal for mothers. You're listening to 3 and 30 Takeaways for Moms, and this episode is sponsored by Cozy Earth. Cozy Earth makes deliciously comfortable and high-quality sheets, bath towels, and clothing. Not too long ago, I read a meme from the hilarious Simon Holland that says, Recently reached the age where sleeping with the wrong pillow feels like I fell out of a 12th-story window. But seriously, why is this so true? I used to just jump into bed. Bonus points for getting in at a decent time. Now I read reviews about my bedding to make sure it won't make me too sweaty when I sleep. It was during that research that I came across Cozy Earth. Cozy Earth sheets are incredibly soft and durable and come in beautiful neutral colors. They're also temperature regulating, which means it will keep you cool and comfortable all night. Cozy Earth has been featured on Oprah's favorites list four years in a row, and they have a 10-year warranty on all of their products. They also offer a 100-night sleep test, which means you can try these sheets for 100 nights, and if you don't love them, you can send them back for a full refund. Cozy Earth provided an exclusive offer for my listeners today. That's 35% off site-wide when you use the code 3in30 at C-O-Z-Y-E-A-R-T-H dot com. Once again, that's 35% off site-wide when you use the code 3in30 at Cozy Earth. Welcome to 3in30, a podcast for moms who want to create more meaning in motherhood. Each 30-minute episode will feature three doable takeaways for you to try at home with your family this week. I'm your host, Rachel Nielsen. Thank you so much for being here. Before we even get started with today's episode, I want to thank you for clicking to listen to it. I want to thank you for seeing an episode title that mentioned elections and thinking, yeah, I can give 30 minutes of my busy week to learning more about this. After hosting 3 and 30 for almost five years, I feel like I know the type of woman who listens to this show. We care about the world and want to make it better for our children, for all children. But we are also extremely busy and often overwhelmed. Am I right? If you're anything like me, it's sometimes easier to just put your head down and focus on the to-do list in front of you than it is to learn about politics. Believe me, I get it. So the fact that you clicked on this unsexy episode topic is commendable. And although it might not seem as immediately applicable to your motherhood as an episode on, say, how to manage a tantrum or a rebellious teenager... The political atmosphere and policies in our communities and schools does matter tremendously in our lives and the lives of our children. So thank you for listening in. 
Today, I'm interviewing my dear friend of almost 15 years, Lainey Hawes, who is such an incredible example to me of a busy mom who still manages to prioritize civic engagement and community involvement. You'll hear a bit more about her educational and professional background in the interview, but I thought for the purpose of this introduction, I'd read you her Instagram bio, which makes me laugh because it is just so Lainey. It says, quote, I'm a close talker. I have opinions about everything. I love to run. I love to eat. And I love people. Yes, that is absolutely Lainey. She and I met when our husbands were in school in Buffalo, New York. Her husband was in law school and my husband was in dental school. And I have been blessed by her effusive love for people and her passionate opinions on everything ever since. I love learning from her and I'm so honored to share her with all of you via 3 and 30. So with no further ado, here's my conversation with my dear friend, Lainey Hawes. Lainey, welcome to 3 and 30. Thank you. I'm really happy to be here, Rachel. Well, as I just mentioned in that introduction, you and I have been really good friends for almost 15 years, and I have loved watching you get involved in the communities that you live in. I feel like it's not natural for me. Politics overwhelms me. I tend to hang back or think that I'll let somebody else do it. But watching you get so involved and talking to you about why it matters so much and the mm -hmm. things that you are seeing at school board meetings has helped me realize that I need to do more and I need to be involved in this really important way in my community. So I'm just excited for you to share with the 3 and 30 listeners some of what you've shared with me personally about why this matters so much. So thank you. Yeah. And let's just start with some context. Why does this matter so much? Yeah, I'm a really, really passionate person with really strong opinions. So I'm really drawn to these issues. And I understand that not everyone is. And so today, as I'm sharing some of my ideas, I'm going to give everybody some levels of involvement, right? You don't have to jump in and, and say, I want to be on the news tomorrow, right? So politics has always been something I've been interested in. My undergraduate degree was in political science. I got my master's degree in communications. I worked for a U.S. senator in Washington, D.C., I worked for a state legislature. I've worked on lots of campaigns, right? So this has always been something that's been really, really interesting to me. And as I've moved all over in different places of the country, I've learned new people. I've learned new stories. I've learned perspectives other than my own. I've also recognized I have a lot of privilege. And I've also recognized that I have this ability to communicate how I feel with words and to be able to connect with people. And so I've decided I'm going to use it, right? I'm going to jump in. And just to give you a little background, I like to get involved where I live. And right now I live in Fort Worth, Texas. We've been here for almost six years. And so there's been a lot going on here in North Texas. A lot of people don't realize I live in a county that is the largest county in America that is still conservative Republican. However, it's like 49, 51%. So what that means is that the political climate here is just wild, right? It is pretty much ground zero for political culture wars. There is a lot going on here, and there is a lot of opportunity to get involved. And so naturally, my children's schooling was a really simple place for me to get involved. It all started, um, I had a teacher friend reach out to me. She's an English language teacher, and she said, hey, Lainey, I'm really, really concerned. We just got an email from the school district that said they are going to take away access to all of our students for a lot of online learning materials because they have parents who are concerned that some students have access to material they don't want to have. And she said, will you please help me get involved? 
She's like, as a teacher, I can't say a lot. This is my job. I don't want to, you know, lose my job. And I said, absolutely. And I jumped in and got involved and it took off so much faster than I could have ever imagined. And before we knew it, we had the New York Times and NPR and the Washington Post and Fox News knocking at my door asking to get my perspective. So there's just a lot going on here. Specifically where I live, it has to do a lot with censorship of books. That's kind of the heart. I've learned a lot of lessons and a lot of things I want to be able to share with moms on how to get involved politically in your communities. And if I've learned one thing, the most important thing, I'm going to start with this because this is kind of like the basics to what I have to say. And that is it's so important for us as people to get involved in local politics and unsexy elections is what I call them. <laughs> so the unsexy elections are primary elections and city council and school board and county clerk, things that you know nothing about. But these issues will affect your daily life way more than the giant sexy elections ever would. We live in a culture right now of polarized extremism. Mm -hmm. And part of the reason for that is because people aren't voting in primary elections. And primary elections are where you go to your own political party and you choose the most reasonable, compromising, moderate candidates. But so few people vote in those primary elections that now our state legislatures and even the U.S. is overrun by a teeny tiny percentage. They only represent a teeny tiny percentage of the most extreme policies. So that's why I want to talk about why it's so important to get involved in local elections and primaries. Yeah. So that is takeaway number one. And I laughed to educate yourself and vote in unsexy elections. Yes. And I'm as guilty as anyone that like the 2020 presidential election was more of a sexy election. Like it was a big deal and everybody was talking about it. And so, you know, I read up and I knew the issues and I had opinions. And then you kind of forget for the next four right. years till the next big yep. sexy election. But people don't realize there are elections sometimes every six months. Sometimes school board elections happen in the spring, but then county clerk elections happen in the fall. So, yeah. The election season is not every four years with the presidential race. The election season is all, all the time. Right. Yeah. So as I understand it, and as you've described it to me, the problem is, is that the people who are the most passionate, who are voting in primary elections, are often the most extreme people. Yeah. So you have to get some more of these moderate people in there to care about these primary elections. Right. Otherwise, the extreme policies and candidates are are what's rising to the top. Yes. Yep. And so that's why it matters so much. It's how we end up with a ballot of unacceptable candidates. We've all heard, I can't vote for any of these people. These people are all ridiculous, right? Like this, this is too much extremism. I don't know what to do. Well, if we all get involved a little earlier, especially at the primary level, we can actually fight for candidates we believe in rather than waiting for general elections. So yeah, my number one takeaway is to number one, educate yourself on the issues mm -hmm. and the candidates and then vote in the unsexy elections. So you've got to remember that city council, that's mayor, that's your state legislatures. We're not talking the ones that go to Washington, D.C. We're talking the ones that meet at your state capital, mm -hmm. right? And the ones that have those conversations. Those are the elections that we need to be educating ourselves on and voting in. I mean, we want to vote in all of them, but these are the ones that get left behind, right? Yeah. So I had a friend recently reach out to me on Instagram because I share lots of my political opinions there. And she said, hey, Lainey, I've got a question. I'm really inspired by what you're doing. She said, we have some primary elections for the gubernatorial race here in Arizona. And she said, there's all these candidates to choose from. And she was like, how do I know who to vote for? How do I really know what their policy positions are? 
And she said, I go to their websites and it's all just fluff. It's with what I want to hear. She said, I want to really know who I'm voting for. And I said, that's a really good question. I actually had to think about it for a minute. Because if you do go to candidates' websites, you probably are going to just, you know, if you just go to their basic website, they're going to tell you what you want to hear, right? They're going to give you these little basics. When you really want to know, hey, who do these people really represent? Who are they really going to be fighting for when they're elected? So this is the advice I came up with her as you're researching candidates for unsexy elections. One of the biggest pieces of advice I have is to look at who is endorsing these people. So you can normally find that somewhere deep on their websites, go to their endorsements page, and you can see the list of the people that they went out and sought their endorsement or look for who they are endorsing in other races. And that's going to tell you a lot about a person. If you know any really big national politicians, are they endorsing this candidate? How do you feel about that national politician? It's also really important to look at which maybe political organizations like PACs or special interest groups are endorsing this candidate. Is the NRA endorsing this candidate? Is Moms Demand Action endorsing this candidate? And you can find out a lot about a person by who's endorsing them. Mm-hmm. Another piece of advice I gave is to find out who's donating to them, who's giving them money. Yeah. Because that's really who they're going to represent is who's giving them lots of money. My favorite website for that is transparencyusa.org. You can just type in a candidate's name with transparencyusa.org and you can find out a lot about who's giving them money. And that's really helpful too. Yeah. And I know you've mentioned to me also that you can look at their social media to see kind of how they engage with people and Mm -hmm. their civility and who are they really when it comes down to it. You can see a lot of that with how they engage on social media. I've been really surprised. Sometimes you'll see candidates harassing constituents on social media and you're like, what? What is this? If you're able to get on Twitter and Facebook, I think Twitter's used often. I know not everyone is on Twitter, but find out which social media platforms these candidates prefer and follow them there. Find out who they're engaging with. Find out what they're talking about. Find out who they're retweeting. Find out who they're resharing. And you're going to learn a lot about a candidate. And you might need to follow them for a month or two, right? And like, this takes a little bit of work. You can't necessarily jump online for five minutes and really find out everything you need to know. It, it takes the decision, I'm going to get involved and I'm going to look into this, right? I know a lot of people say, oh, I hate the news. I don't want to watch it. It's all sad or everything's just so negative. Well, unfortunately, if you want to make a difference, sometimes you have to like buck up and say, I need to do the work here mm-hmm. and I need to do the research and I need to find out what's going on. You know, It takes a lot of privilege to sit back and say to yourself, I'm just not going to watch the news, right? Because I don't care. Mm -hmm. Well, you don't care probably because your life's not on the line, right? Because all of a sudden, when the issues that matter come about, you're going to care a whole lot. Yeah. So I think it's really important to say, this is important and I need to follow these candidates, find out what they're talking about or current politicians, right? Incumbents. Yeah. And this takeaway of get involved in, you know, educate yourself on these unsexy elections, If you are somebody that feels like you literally know nothing, Mm -hmm. like you are starting from ground zero, you are a busy, overwhelmed mom, you're barely handling the chaos of your day-to-day life with your children, and you hear this and you think, I want to be a good citizen, I care about the world, but literally I have no idea where to start. Right. What would you say to that mom? Because I guarantee you that there are a lot of those moms listening right now. I would probably go to vote411.org. Okay. It's called vote411.org and you type in your address and it tells you all of the candidates and elections for where you live and what district you're in. And you start there because that's where you know where to start. That's where like, okay, well, this is who my representative is. 
and you just take it slowly, right? Yeah. I mean, if you're on social media, you you just decide now I'm going to follow these people. You'll learn a lot there Mm -hmm. and just take it slowly, but start listening. Another thing too is to have a friend who's interested in this stuff, Mm -hmm. ask them, reach out. I had plenty of people say, Lainey, explain to me how to do this. I am more than happy. You know, there's lots of social media accounts you can follow to learn, right? Everyone loves Sharon says so. She's actually a really good place for some really good information. There's lots of podcasts out there. There's books you can read. So yeah, I mean, start where you're comfortable. If you love podcasts, choose podcasts. If you love social media, get your information there. If you'd rather just talk to friends, talk to friends. Mm -hmm. Believing that this matters, this matters to you and your life and your children is the beginning, is the first step. It's going to take a little bit of work. This Mm -hmm. isn't something that's going to just be like handed to you on a platter. You're going to actually have to do a little bit of work. And I agree that is hard, but you've just got to make that decision. Like I'm going to put some effort into this. Yeah. Can you give an example of an issue that a mom listening might not realize is going to come back and affect her children. Yeah. So it's easy to like look and be like politics, you know, it's too big. I can't even survive daily life right now. It doesn't really affect me. But can you give an example of something that you've gotten involved in maybe where it did come back and affect the everyday mom? And it's kind of like, wait, it's too late. Now I really care, but it's too late almost. Yeah. I mean, I think as a mom of children, young children, I think your school is a huge one. Mm. I don't think that a lot of moms out there and dads realize that the new political battlegrounds are now school boards. They never used to be partisan battlegrounds. But there are a lot of people in this country who have decided the best place to start with an agenda and to start getting kids on board with certain political parties is to start in schools. And so if parents don't get involved now, if moms don't realize now that their children's public education could be taken to a political battleground, and we need to be electing school board members who aren't interested in that, but who are just interested in educating kids. So yeah, that's what happened here is I saw our school tried to ban book fairs. I know, I know that sounds simple, but like (laughs) children love book fairs. Our neighboring school district actually banned them. I've been shocked at how quickly it has started to affect my children going to school every day and mm. like politics. So, yeah, I think schools is the number one place, public schools. And we need to be looking into candidates who are compromising and moderate and who aren't interested in pushing either political agenda in the schools. Right. So that's an example that I've seen, which is really what spurred me into getting as involved as I am right now in my community. Yeah. Let's take a quick break to thank this episode's sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by Rothy's, the ingenious company that repurposes plastic water bottles into their signature thread that they use to make shoes, bags, and more. I love fall. It is truly one of the most beautiful seasons of the year, and one of my fall obsessions is sweaters. Light and breezy sweaters, chunky sweaters, or cardigans to throw on over a t-shirt. Whatever sweater I choose, I know it will look great with my Rothy's shoes, which I wear all year long, no matter the season. I have the Point in Portobello and the Sneaker in Desert Cats, which are both beautiful and neutral slip-ons that are so great for a busy mom. Rothy's also makes ultra-comfortable sneakers, including the new RSO2 sneaker and City Slip-On sneaker, as well as loafers, boots, and more in styles for women and men. The best part is everything Rothy's makes is better for the planet. Let Rothy's be your new obsession for fall and every season after. Rothy's shoes are comfortable right out of the box, come in amazing styles and colors, and you can wash them. Get stylish shoes versatile and durable enough to wear all the time with Rothy's. Get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash 3in30. 
That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash three and 30. This podcast is also sponsored by BetterHelp, the world's largest provider of counseling done 100% online. As moms, sometimes we get together and talk with other moms about the problems and worries we have with our children. While it's so important to have people you can vent with and confide in, sometimes we get stuck talking about problems and never move on to talking about solutions. Going to therapy has helped me become a better problem solver through the big and small challenges that I'm faced with. BetterHelp makes it easy to get started with therapy without overthinking it. You simply fill out a confidential questionnaire at betterhelp.com slash 3 and 30 and they will match you with a counselor within about 48 hours. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can help you get there. Visit betterhelp.com slash 3 and 30 today to get 10% off your first month. That's better, H-E-L-P.com slash 3 in 30. And I think that leads really well into your second takeaway. Yes. What's your second action point for us? So, yeah, after you've educated yourself on the issues and the candidates, and maybe you're ready to take it a step further, I would say to get involved, but nonpartisan involved, right? Because when you get involved in partisan politics, that might be a step further than a lot of people want to go. Start attending school board meetings and city council meetings. That would be number one. Or reach out to your school district or your mayor's office or your state legislature's office and ask if there are any committees or like ambassador programs that citizens can join and participate in. So I don't think a lot of people realize that your school district probably has a handful of committees they love parents to be involved in. Your city council, your mayor's office might have committees that they're desperate. Your local library might love for you to join their library board. Your parks and recreation department might love for a mom's perspective on building all the new parks in your town, right? So that's my second piece of advice is get involved locally. So go to school board meetings or go to city council meetings or contact your city offices, your school district offices, and ask if there are committees you can join or ambassador programs. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really simple start. And how did you start getting involved? You were on a committee that reviewed some books that had been brought up. Yeah. Tell us about that. I actually first got involved because I just went to school board meetings and I just wanted to know what was going on. Listen, I'm going to warn all of the moms listening that school board meetings and city council meetings can be really, really boring. So be careful. I'm just going to give you a heads up. Maybe take some snacks and prepare yourselves. But when you start to understand what they're talking about, they get a lot less boring, right? But the first few times. So what happened is I signed up to speak and just share my opinions. And then as things ramped up and it looked like there was a group in our community who was trying to ban They had a list of books that they were trying to get pulled from schools. And they asked the community, we need parents to join these book challenge committees where you could go. They send you a book two weeks in advance. You read the book and you come with a group of eight to 10. It's parents, teachers, librarians, community members. And we discuss the book and we decide if it should be pulled from the shelves. So yeah, that I, as soon as they said, we're looking for community members to join, I put my name on that list. And one of the first committees that I was able to join was where we reviewed the Diary of Anne Frank, the graphic novel adaptation. There were some parents in the community who wanted it removed from library shelves. And our committee sat there together and discussed how beautiful and how valuable this book was. And we unanimously agreed to not take this book off of the library shelves. So that was like a really tangible, quick opportunity for me to get involved and have a direct impact on my school district. Mm -hmm. So yeah, reach out, find out where you can join committees. And it doesn't have to, this is unpolitical. Just join your neighborhood library's board, you know, things simple like that. Yeah. 
it's interesting that you said that they can be really boring because the videos that you share of your school district's (laughs) board meetings are not boring. They are the wildest thing I have ever seen. But you were involved before that. Long before that. Yeah. Yeah. Because now they are this battleground and people getting up there and the police are dragging people out. (laughs) All the school board meetings I've been on recently have been broadcast on the news later. So, yeah, it's getting wild here in North Texas. (laughs) And you have a personality that you kind of love the like. Yeah, I like to get involved. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I want to run as far away from the drama as possible. So I have to like build up my tolerance a little bit. How do you have a stomach for that? Or how, how have you built that up? I'll honestly say some people never will. And that's okay. You don't, you don't have to. So what got me ready for it really was speaking first at the boring meetings, right? To like get a little bit of bravery where you're just at a boring old meeting speaking. That was really helpful. Another thing that's really helpful is I've done so much research and I've done so much reading. I have researched the issues and the candidates extensively. So I know that I believe in what I'm talking about, right? Mm. It's not like I'm just getting up there and just spewing things. This is well thought out. I firmly believe in what I'm saying. So it's really important to do a lot of research first before you put yourself out there because you don't want to regret something you've said or misspeak or, you know, not have actually looked into the implications of what you're suggesting. You got you to gotta do some research. Mm-hmm. One thing I'm going to say for people who are afraid when they go to school board meetings and they're like, I'm not going to stand up in front of these people. I'm not going to do it. That's okay. I recommend sending emails. It's really effective. If you want to communicate something to your city council, to your school board, to your mayor, send personal, thoughtful emails. Mm. Don't send those emails where it's like, just fill in your name and send this. Here's a script. Just use this script. I actually don't recommend that. As someone who worked in a senator's office and for a state legislature, they want your stories. Mm. Share personal perspectives of what it is that you're hoping that they do in the community. Yeah. And that if you don't want to get up and speak in front of people, you don't have to. Find other ways to communicate. Our school board meetings here are not wild in my town, but I almost (laughs) feel like I would feel dumb going to the first one. Just like, do I just walk in and say, take a friend, Rachel, take a friend with you. That is my advice to everyone. Take someone with you. You know, the first time I went, I didn't take someone with me. I went by myself, but I'm like a generally brave person. So I was fine. But you know what was neat is I spoke and afterward, two women came up to me and they said, we want you to know that we really loved what you had to say. And we're on the same page as you and we want to be friends now. Mm. And these are like two friends I've had now for a year that are true, long lasting friends that have now we've created like a grassroots political organization together. So you can also make new friends. Yeah, I love it. Well, and when I've asked you about how do you handle like the hate that some people are hurling at you, you've told me I have made the most incredible friends. So, yes, Mm -hmm. there has been people who are against me and that can hurt. But there's so many people that have rallied around and I found it's given us a common sort of um, what's the word I'm looking for? Something that you're all fighting for together. And then that we we bond over it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. No, 100%. And you know what? You just got to ignore the haters, man. Like there's just, yeah. I just ignore the haters. I have a lot of friends who are really supportive and I just listen to their voices. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then what's your third takeaway if moms are interested in really taking this a step further? Yeah. So my third takeaway is like kind of taking everything a step further and actually politically get involved. And this is where you find candidates or politicians that you really love and that you really stand behind and you get involved in their campaigns or maybe issues and you find certain organizations to join. Like Moms Demand Action is this amazing nationwide, like common sense gun law reform organization. They have local chapters. If you have a school board member you love and you know they're running for reelection, email them, reach out to them, say, I want to join your campaign. 
Do you have a state legislature that you really like? Email them, ask, how can I join your campaign? Can I put a sign in my yard? Can I help with door knocking? Can I help with a texting or phone banking? There's all these opportunities. So I would say the third step is when you take it a bit further and you get deeply involved, reach out to organizations and people and say, I want to help. What opportunities do you have available? Then yeah, you'll get to participate in a lot of really great stuff. Again, you'll make great friends. One thing through it all I've realized is that a lot of this work, this grassroots political work, and grassroots means like down on the ground floor, right? So we're not talking giant, but like down on the ground floor. A lot of it's happening through social media. So yeah, pick it. What is it you're interested in? And get involved, reach out to people, start reposting, sharing. But yeah, I'm going to say, reach out to candidates or incumbents that you love and ask how you can help their campaigns. Yeah. That would be my third one. Okay, great. And one thing that I did want to ask you is you are very busy. Like you have a very full life. You have four children. You work. Yes. So what tips do you have for how to fit some of this stuff in your life? So my number one tip is to find something that you enjoy. If it's a chore and you're not liking it and it's not doing anything for you, find another way to get involved. Because when it becomes something that brings you joy and energizes you, you find room for it. Mm. So find something that gives you purpose and it will make your life better. It will lessen stress because you will feel like for me, getting involved gives me a sense of purpose. Mm. And so it lightens all of my other burdens in the sense that I feel at the end of the day, I feel fulfilled. I feel like I've made a difference. So find things that bring you joy and make you happier and lighten your load and make you feel purposeful. And then, of course, you're going to find room for it because it makes your life better, right? Yeah. Also, I really highly recommend turning it into a social experience as well. Really don't do this alone. Find people that you connect with and find it an opportunity to be with friends. And then it kind of turns into some of your social time too, right? Like this last weekend, I met for a debate watching party with a bunch of friends I've met. So here we are getting involved, but we're also eating cookies and laughing and hanging out with friends. Yeah. So you're, gonna, you're getting two birds with one stone there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Lainey, this has been so motivating, so inspirational. Do you have a final call to action for us? I know there's some elections coming up yeah. that, you know, people may not be aware of that. So tell us a call to action as we end. Yeah. Go to vote411.org. Find out which elections are happening this fall. In addition to the really sexy ones, find out which unsexy elections are on the ballot in November and vote. Do your research, do a little bit of work and vote informed. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much for coming on 3 and 30 and being my friend and always inspiring me. Thank you. I love you. She inspires me and I'm so grateful to be her friend. As soon as Lainey and I finished our conversation, I went to vote411.org so I could see what's on the ballot for the upcoming election on November 8th. And I'm inspired to spend some time over the next few weeks doing a bit of research. Like all of you, I'm in a busy season of life right now, but even if I can only pencil in one or two 30-minute blocks each week to do research on candidates and issues between now and election day, it's better than nothing. Will you join me? I've put the link to vote411.org in the show notes for you to click on as soon as you're done listening. To recap Lainey's three takeaways for how busy moms can get involved in important ways in politics, remember, first, vote in unsexy elections, such as primary elections and local elections. 
Take the time to educate yourself on the candidates and issues because the political extremism that's becoming more and more prevalent in our country is largely due to the fact that moderate people often only pay attention to politics during the big, quote, sexy election seasons. But the candidates and issues that show up on the ballot are determined in those smaller elections. Second, start getting involved in nonpartisan politics by attending school board meetings, city council meetings, and town halls regularly if possible. This is political involvement that is not tied to a particular political party. You can also reach out to your school district and local government offices and ask if there are community committees or ambassador programs that you can join. Bring a friend with you if this feels scary or uncomfortable at first, and be prepared to make some wonderful friends along the way as you get more involved in your local government. And third, if you're ready to take it a step further, reach out to a political candidate or elected official you respect and ask to help on their campaign or find a local grassroots organization or PAC that fights for issues that you care about. I love what Lainey said about how important it is to find an issue that you enjoy working on and that you care deeply about. Otherwise, you won't make time for it. But if it becomes something that gives you a deep sense of purpose and energizes you, you'll figure out how to fit it in your busy mom life. Okay, that's it, my friends. Thank you again for listening in today. I am convinced that the more smart, heart-fueled women we have involved in our school boards and local and national politics, the better our world will be. We can get started in small ways today. And I hope you know, as always, that I'm rooting for you and I hope you have a beautiful week with your family.